Hi, and welcome to this episode of Carriage Gossip. I lost count. I mean, I think we are the fourth episode, but if you count the trailer as an episode as well, this is technically the fifth. So I'm not. Ju- I'm, I'm just not gonna say numbers anymore. It's just this episode of Carriage Gossip. Anyway, welcome. Um, I can, you know, do a very long introduction, but one, I don't want to. Because I'm tired. And two, it's extra edit work edit work for me. And I just... Editing this podcast, guys, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. So I'm just not going to do a lo- very long intro. What I do want to say, however, is that I'm sorry this episode is so late. I mean, late. It's it's Tuesday when I'm recording this. Um, I hope I can get this out on Tuesday as well. But I probably won't. So it, it's probably Wednesday when the first people will be able to listen to this. So yeah, I'm sorry for, you know, being late with this episode. It's just I am currently studying for my theoretical part of my driver's license. And I just completely forgot to record a podcast episode. Um, so yeah. But anyway, we're here now. So we're just gonna jump straight into it. Alright, so it's again a double episode. What I mean with that is that we have two Grand Prix to discuss. First of all, we have the Mexico Grand Prix recap. And second of all, we have the Brazil Grand Prix preview. We're coming so close to the end of the season, guys. And I don't like it. I don't like it. But anyway, I'm trying to, you know, not let my sad emotions take the better of me. It's alright, it's fine. I have to think positive thoughts. If the season ends, we're closer to a new season. We're closer to car launches. That's how I'm gonna think. That's how I'm gonna think. It's it's alright. It's alright. Um, but anyway, the Mexico Grand Prix recap. Um, it was a normal weekend. Um, so it wasn't a sprint weekend. It was just normal weekend. So three free practices, qualifying, and the Grand Prix. Pretty normal. Great. Just very straightforward. I like that. For once, because I love the spring weekends, but it's just it's so much that you know you have to follow and you have to keep track of, and sometimes it's so overwhelming. But you know, so I was, I was happy that we got a normal weekend for once. I did watch the first free practice because that was the free practice with all the rookie runnings. I thought there would be more teams that were doing their rookie runnings because there are teams that still have to do two rookie runnings after this one. Or I maybe missed one. I don't know. But I'm thinking Red Bull. Like, have they already done a rookie running or not? Because I think they haven't. So they still have to do two. But they can't do it in Brazil. Because that's a sprint weekend. So they have to do it in Las Vegas and in Abu Dhabi. Which I think are very weird places to do it. I mean, Abu Dhabi I get. But Las Vegas though. I mean, fun for the rookie who gets to drive there. But weird place. Because it's the first time they're driving there. So I think every knowledge that the actual driver has is valuable. So, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just gonna go quickly over the uh, teams that did rookie runnings so that everybody is caught up. So, the teams that did do a rookie running, it were five teams. It was Haas, who had Oliver Behrman drive their car, Alphatari with Isaac Hadjar, Alfa Romeo with Theo Porcher, although Theo did not drive. Well, I mean, he did. He drove four outlaps, three or four outlaps, and after every outlap, he had to come back into the garage, and they were they fi- tried to fix the issues, but sadly enough, they couldn't fix it. And I was really sad. 
that Theo couldn't drive. I mean, he deserved it. He deserved it so much. But I do think he gets another chance in Abu Dhabi because, you know, Alpha uh, Romeo have to do another rookie running. So it's all right. Um... Next was Mercedes with Frederick Vesti and Alpine with Jack Doohan. I think, and that's personal, I think that the rookies did absolutely amazing. Um, from all the rookies, it was Oliver Bowen who finished highest and he was in P15. Um, it was, I think it was Oliver, Jack, Fernando Alonso randomly in there. And then it was Isaac, Fred, and then obviously Theo because he couldn't drive. That's how I think the order was. I mean, I do know for sure that Oliver was the highest of the rookies and Theo was the lowest, but everything in there, uh, in the middle of that, I have no, I don't know for sure. Um, but you know, I honestly think they did amazing. Um, I mean, it, I watched Free Practice 1 and it was just so fun to watch it and to see some of the F2 drivers in there because let's be honest Formula 2 has been on a break for a very long time I mean they, the last race that they did was in Monza in Monza guys and the next that they're doing is in Abu Dhabi which is also their like last race of the season but there's just so much time in between there that they're just not doing anything so I was very happy to see some of my favorite F2 drivers again on track <laughs> even though it wasn't like anything big i mean it was big but you know what i mean i was very excited it was fun enough about the rookie running um because i could talk about that for a long long time we're gonna move on we're gonna move on two other people that i wanted to talk about are alexander albon who put his williams in p2 in fp2 uh, in fp1 and p2 or 3 as well in fp3 in a williams Guys, Williams, I mean, I loved it, but did I expect it? Absolutely not. But it was fun to see him there. You know, I was rooting for him the whole weekend. Another person that I was really rooting for was Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, it was his second race um, being back from his hand injury. It was his third official race of the season. And he finished before in free practice, I think. I don't know which one, but he was always like... Somewhere in the top 10 and in an Alpha Tauri. I mean, nothing against Alpha Tauri, but I didn't think their car could go that high, if you get what I mean. Like, normally they're around P11, P10, P9, P8, maybe, but you know, not P4. So, big moment as well. Um, but I love to see it. I was very happy to see it. Uh, like I said in my last episode, I'm a proud Danny Ray girly, so I'm rooting for Daniel as well. Um, but that's everything I have on qualifying. It's not a lot, I know, but uh, that's everything I have on free practice. It's not a lot, I know, but, you know, when there's nothing more to tell, I'm not gonna go on and on about it, because then it's gonna be boring, and I don't want it to be boring. So, yeah. Moving on to qualifying. Okay, so this is the first time I actually like put my points in like Q1, Q2, Q3 because normally I just put all the points I have on qualifying in just one block. And now I actually made separate parts and I'm very proud of that. So I wanted to tell you. So Q1 first. I think, I think a lot of things about Q1 in Mexico, but the one 
main thing that shocked me, and I do believe it shocked almost everyone who watched qualifying, even the people that didn't watch qualifying and just looked at the results of qualifying, Lando Norris P19. I mean, he went out, he did a lap, he didn't complete the lap, because instead of, you know, driving over the finish line, he went into the pits. And the first thing I thought when I saw Lando drive into that pit was, shit, the man's got a little problem on his hands. And then McLaren kept him in the garage for way too long if he didn't actually have a problem. So nothing was communicated about Lando having a problem, but I do believe he had a problem because there's no way in hell McLaren would have kept him in for that long if there wasn't a problem. So I don't know what to think about it. But anyway... He then went out when it was like six when there was like six minutes left and he did a lap. He messed it up a little bit. His lap wasn't good enough. He was P19. He then went on another lap, but Fernando Alonso had a little spin, causing a yellow flag, and um Lando unfortunately could not better his lap because of that yellow flag. When I saw that, I mean it was late. It was late again, um, for me in Belgium. The timings were again not great. Um, but you know, well, it's fine. They were better than in Austin. Austin was just that. Well, that was bad. But Mexico, it was fine. It was late, but it was fine. So when I saw that, I could not scream. But I was just like silently screaming, if you know what I mean with that. That was me. But anyway, he then got moved up to P17 for the actual Grand Prix because um, uh, Yuki had a penalty and Lance Stroll started from the pits. So, that Logan Sargent DNF'd. He actually, I mean, he did a lap and it was not a great lap. It was a fine lap, but it was not great. But his lap time then got deleted because of track limits and then he did, couldn't like get another lap in, so he DNF'd. So yeah, that's there. And then, who was also there was ST Bestie um, in P16. I mean, the Alpines, I thought they were pretty good, but apparently they weren't. I mean, like, after the Austin Grand Prix, I thought the Alpines found their pace, they found what they needed to, you know, be in the points. But then there was ST Bestie in P16, which I, I could not grasp with my little brain. Uh-uh, I could not. Um, so yeah. That's it on Q1. Q2, I only have one point. And technically, it's not a valid point, but it is a point. Mr. Alex Albon, he went up to Q3. Like, just just went up to Q3. And then his lap time also got deleted because of track limits. I mean, the Williams really struggled with track limits in qualifying. Um, it was the only team that struggled with track limits. I'm not that big of a fan of track limits. But, you know. They are necessary. So so anyway, Alex Albon was moved down to P14, which meant he wasn't going to Q3. But Mr. Zhu Guanyu, wow, that was a very bad pronunciation. I'm not gonna say it again. Um, I always say it like that anyway. So it's alright. Um, you end up to Q3 together with his teammates, Mr. Valtteri Bottas. I mean, both of Romeo's in Q3. Um, that was just... I was very happy to see that. Like I said in one of my previous episodes, I really like 
the guys at Alfa Romeo. Not necessarily like I'm a big fan of Alfa Romeo, but I just like it to see when they do well. So yeah, I was I was happy to see them both in Q3. I was also happy to see Daniel Ricciardo in Q3. I mean, I was expecting it because, you know, his free practices were fire and he then put in a P4 and I again silently screamed, but not because I was mad like I was with Lando Norris, but because I was happy. I mean, putting an Alpha Tauri on P4, not a lot of people could do it, but Daniel can. Of course, Daniel can do everything. I mean, look at the man. Someone who couldn't quite do it was Mr. Max. Mr. Max Verstappen. He only finished in qualifying on P3, and I, f- I first thought he would actually, you know, get Paul again, because I was expecting a weekend full of Max dominance again, but he did not. He he only put it at B3, which was extraordinary. I don't know what was wrong with the car, maybe still a little bit the brakes, but I heard that Rebel is not focusing on this car anymore, but they're already focusing on next year's car, so apparently they're not gonna fix the brakes. So Max just has to drive with bad brakes for the the remaining of the season, which is not a lot, but still he has to drive with bad brakes. And then obviously, because Max was not on pole, the Ferrari boys had a front row lockout, with Charles being P1 and Carlos being P2. I was was super happy to see that. I mean, I do think if Lando would have made it to Q3, he would be somewhere in that mix. But, you know, he wasn't, so I was happy to see the Ferrari boys on that front row together. And obviously I knew they would not keep that for the Grand Prix, but it was a little sweet. It was a sweet ending to my bad night. I, it's, yeah, I can't describe what I felt at that moment. I think if you're a Ferrari fan and you're listening to this, I think you know the feeling of seeing both boys on that front row. It's really... It was a bittersweet feeling, actually, because, you know, Lando was... Lando's qualifying did not go great, and Lando is still my favorite driver, so... It was like, I'm happy for the Ferrari boys, but Lando! It's like the Charles... You, you know that one Charles audio? Lando, we can be world champions, I said! Lando! 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 That one. It was exactly that one. Um, That's how I felt. And then, we're moving on to the actual Grand Prix. The main event of the weekend. Okay, so the first big thing that happened, like straight going into turn one on lap one, home hero Sergio Perez. What I think happened, what I'm pretty sure happened, is you know, Max took the lead of Max went past Carlos and Checo had an amazing launch. Um and Max then overtook Charles as well, so Max was like kind of leading, but Charles didn't want to give away the lead, so they were like battling on track, which obviously that's what whole Formula One is about. And then Checo came in there, but I don't think Checo knew Max was on the other side of Charles. And so Checo, you know, he was going into turn one, but a little bit too early, and you know, he thought that Charles would be able to go to the side, but Max was there, so. Charles couldn't go to that side, so then, yeah, they they had that little crash. Um, well, crash, it's not necessarily a crash, because Checo was able to continue after that. Okay, yeah, he did make it back to the garage, to the garage. Wow, I said that in a weird way. <laughs> um, I'm tired, guys, I'm tired, I'm sorry. Um, and then, you know, they changed his tires, and it was like, 
is he is he going to continue after that? He had a pretty big hit, but then they were like, nah, you can't continue, and they rolled him back into the garage, and I was like, that's sad. At first, I was totally confused who it was, because I did not see the number on it. I did not see the number on the car, and I was like, you know, since it's, it's like Max is number one and Checo is number 11, it's like both with a one, so I was like, who, who crashed? Is that Max or is that Checo? And what I'm gonna say now is, it may, you know, cause big arguments, but I wanted that to be Max. And that's purely, it's not because I'm not a fan of Max. It's purely because I wanted Checo to have a fun home race. I mean, nobody wants the person that's its home race to go out. It's like, it's the same as, for example, in Silverstone, Lewis, George and Lando all crash. Or in Monaco, Charles crashes. Or in Spain, Fernando and Carlos crash. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants the home hero to crash in their home home race. So I was sad that Checo had to retire. But Checo's wasn't the only crash we had in Mexico Grand Prix. We also had the pretty big crash from K-Mag. And when I say I was scared for the men's safety, I really was. I mean, the first thing that I said when I saw K-Mag getting out of his car and like he was waving with his hands and you could just see that he was in pain. The first thing I said was, is he okay? Is he okay? Is he okay? Is he okay? Somebody check on him. Is he okay? I was really panicking. I mean, I saw him walking out of his car, so he clearly was okay. But that does not mean he wasn't in pain. I mean, it was a pretty big impact that he had. And, you know, it also caused the red flag. So it was, like, really, really big. Um, but I'm happy that K-Mac is totally fine. It was... <laughs> it really was a stressful moment for me. But, you know, when I said he was fine, I was back to being okay. I really don't know what exactly happened. I think something in his skull was just not functioning how it was meant to. And, you know, that's why he just boom, went straight into, you know, the barriers. But yeah, it was it was scary to see. I mean, that's for me, that was one of my first big crashes to see. Um, I mean, obviously, I saw Indrifter survive. I saw Grosjean's crash where he was like in flames. And I saw Zeus crash from uh, last year in Silverstone. Was it last year or was it 2021? I don't know, one of the two. Um, Zoo in Silverstone. So, I mean... I saw those, but it's never that I saw them happening in the race live. So, yeah, it was a big moment for me. Um, every time someone crashes, I'm just scared for the safety. I'm really scared. I'm always like, are they okay? Are they okay? I need to know that they are okay before I can focus on the race again. Yeah, it's something weird in me. Anyway, the crash from KMAG caused a red flag. And, you know, a lot happened. On that red flag. Well, not a lot happened on that red flag. I mean, a few drivers came into the pits before the red flag. So when the red flag was still a safety car, they came in to change their tires and they lost a few places. And then, you know, it turned into a red flag and that was not a good call from the teams that let some drivers come in. But, you know, it was, yeah. It's also like, the red flag was also like at a moment in the race where you were like, can we change to like medium tires? Because... Some of the guys were, like, on these really old hearts. And, you know, the only tire that they had left was a medium, like a new medium. So, like, there was a lot of difficulty with the strategies and thinking about, like, what the hell do we do now? But I think everybody made, like, the right strategy call. I don't think there was, like, 
one team that did not make the right strategy call. I mean, Ferrari could have been one of those to make like a bad strategy call, like put them on softs or something like that, but I'm happy they did not do that. I mean, it would be a real classic Ferrari move, but <laughs> I'm happy they did not do that. That red flag, you know, it was a red flag, so he also had a standing restart. That restart went great for everybody except for Lennon Norris. I mean, Lando fought his way from P17 all the way up to the points to P10. And I was like, okay, Lando, you know, this restart, you got this. You know, you're always good on your starts. You you can do this, just go. You know, lights out and go. The lights went out, Lando did not go immediately. He lost a few places. I think he went to P15, went from P10 to P15. And I was like, Lando, come on. I told you one thing to do in... <laughs> You just did the complete opposite. I was not following. I was not following. But then he made it up. He went from P15 to P5. And it was all fine. I mean, I do think that if his restart would have been better, he could have been on the podium, maybe. And push am I pushing things when I say that? I don't know. But I do think he could be comp- could have been competing for the podium if his restart was good. But you know, P5, from starting P17 and then ending P5, that's a thing. There, are, it's Not a lot of drivers are skilled enough to do that. And Lando is one of those drivers who actually is skilled enough to do that. So it's pretty good. It's pretty cool um, that he did that. Um, I was happy. I was happy he finished in the points. A lot of drivers DNF'd. I mean, we had Checo DNF. We had K-Mag DNF. We also had both... Of the Aston Martins to DNF. I don't know the exact reasons. I don't really know on what lap they did. But, I mean, I saw Fernando come into the pits and not come out again. And I was like, what what, what, what happened there? And then Stroll also DNF'd. And I was like, what, what's going on? It wasn't that weekend, guys. It was not that weekend. And then we also saw Logan Sargent DNF on literally the last lap. I mean, literally, guys. It was like... Lap 71 of 71, Max had already crossed the finish line. The only thing Logan had to do was crush that finish line and he finished. Instead, he just went into the pits and he did not finish. <laughs> and I was like, Logan, what the hell are you doing? Apparently, he had some sort of hydron... Hydro- <laughs> I can't say the word. Hydrolon... No, I can't say it. I really can't say it. I'm too tired to say it. He had some kind of leak in his car. Um, search it up if you want to know it. But yeah, a lot of drivers DNF'd. We had Valtteri and Zhu finishing P15 and P14, um, so I mean, they went from up in the points all the way downhill. I was really rooting for them to end up again at the points because, you know, they put their cars, both their cars, into Q3 and I was like, come on guys, you can do it. They couldn't do it. They couldn't. But someone who actually could do it was Danny Rick. Did he lose some places? Yes, he did. He went from P4 to P7, and it's, it's, yeah, I mean, for people lower in the championship standings, it are a lot of points that, you know, are in between those places. But still, Danny Rick finished in the points. His first points of the season, um, his third three race of the season, and his first points of the season, he... Um, collected six points, which moved him up to like P15 or something in the championship, which I'm proud of, by the way. I mean, there's now no driver on the current grid anymore who doesn't have points. The only driver who is 
technically still in the championship without points is Nick de Vries. Liam did score points before having to, you know, give the car back to Danny Rick. So yeah, only Nick doesn't have any points behind his name. Well, it's whatever. I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything about it. I'm not gonna say anything about it. Anyway, um, we did see... We did see some some good battles this Grand Prix. I mean, a lot of overtaking, some good battles. I mean, the one between Lando and George. That was a fun one. I really enjoyed that one. I also really enjoyed the battle between Yuki and Oscar. I mean, it was fun to watch. Did I laugh when Yuki went off and he was super mad? Yes, I did. Because what a person in their right mind would do is uh, they went off and they would immediately, you know, try to get back on track to, like, keep fighting for that position. No, Yuki first decided to get mad at Oscar for something Yuki had done. I mean, Yuki was the person at fault, if you ask me, because he turned into the corner way too early, which caused him to bump into Oscar, and then Yuki went off. Yuki he just got mad at Oscar for something he had done himself. So, yeah, Yuki is Yuki is something else. Um, I mean, it's a little man, but there is a lot of aggression in that man when he is in his car. Yeah, I just think it's funny. I'd... A funny lad, a funny lad, Yuki. But anyway, fun battle. I enjoyed it. But, you know, weird that Yuki just not went straight back into, like, back on track and keep fighting. But, you know, it's a Yuki thing, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Fine. The podium um, consisted, obviously, of Max being on P1, Lewis on P2 and Charles Leclerc on P3. Pretty basic podium, if you ask me. I mean, Lewis did great finishing there. Um, Lewis is a great driver. If he is really is a great driver. Um, and I do think if Mercedes would give him a better car, he could be fighting for his next championship. I do believe that. Or maybe I want to believe that. I don't know. <laughs> I was happy to see Lewis there. I was also very happy to see Charles there. I mean, he hasn't been on the podium that much this season. So yeah, it was fun to see some new faces there on the podium. I mean, it's always fun to see Lando on the podium. But you know, someone different deserves to be there for once. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Another thing, and this is totally random, I just want to talk about it. Did you guys see the video of like that Checo fan beating up these two Ferrari fans because Charles caused Checo to DNF in his home race. It was wild. It was wild. If you haven't seen it, search it up. Search it up on TikTok or something like that. It was wild. You know, that Checo fan did get a lifetime ban from any F1 related events, if you were wondering. So it's all sorted. It's it's all fine. But still, it was wild. I mean, I saw the video on my um, Instagram feed and I showed it to my mom because she was sitting next to me. And we both were like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? I get that you're passionate about F1, but still, you're, you don't have to be that passionate about F1. <laughs> no, I, that just went totally too far. And I do not agree with the person that, you know, attacked these two Ferrari fans. I dearly hope that they're both okay. Um, because what happened to them was wild and they did not deserve to, you know, go through that. So, yeah, I hope they're okay. (laughs) 
we're moving on to the preview of the Bristol Grand Prix. It's it's not gonna be a long preview because I can't really say a lot of a lot about it. I mean, I was just thinking about you know what other Grand Prix I have to do a preview on. I have to do a preview on. I have to. That sounds like it's like a big, you know. You get what I mean. <laughs> I'm tired. I I can't. I don't know all the words anymore. But you know, I'm gonna do a preview as well on Las Vegas Grand Prix. How I'm gonna do that, I have no clue because normally I look at the results of last year's Grand Prix and I talk about that for a bit. But you know, we've never had a Las Vegas Grand Prix, so I don't know how I'm gonna do it. But I'll I'll come up with something. I know I will, and yeah, it's it, it's it's gonna be fine. So, the Brazil Grand Prix, it's the last sprint weekend of the season. Oh, when I say it like that, it's just, oh, it sounds so sad. It makes me sad to think that this is the last sprint weekend of the season. I mean, the fact that it's the last sprint weekend of the season means we're getting so close to the, like, the end of the season. And, you know, it's my first, like, end of the season I'm experiencing. And I don't know if I'm ready for it. <laughs> I really don't know if I'm ready for it. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll have to be ready for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna practice a little bit this weekend. Because, you know, since it's the last spring weekend, I'm just... I'm excited for it because, you know, spring weekends. It's fun. But, you know, it's a lot. But it's fun. We get a lot of track action. So I'm happy about that. It's also, like, Lewis Hamilton's second home race. I mean, do we count it as second? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do count it as second. <laughs> we do count it as second home race. I mean, it's exciting. Like, there's not a lot of drivers that can say, "I have, oh my god, I have two home races." I mean, who can say that? Not a lot of people can. So, I mean, if I were Lewis Hamilton, I would be double excited for this one. I mean, I love Silverstone, but you know, Brazil having Brazil as a second home race—that's that's cool. That <laughs> that top Silverstone. If you ask me, that that makes it even more exciting. But we're gonna, you know, take a look at last year's results of the Grand Prix. And <laughs> I'm saying that with, like, the biggest smile on my face. Because I'm currently looking at, like, like, the results of last year's race. And it just makes me so happy to see George Russell, like, the first name to be there. Um, so yeah, George Russell won his first F1 race last year in Brazil with Lewis Hamilton coming in second. So that's that's fun. I mean, first win for Russell and, you know, his teammate being there in P2, that, I think that made it extra special for him. Um, I'm very sad I did not get to witness that. But I'm very happy I will be able to witness Lennon Norris's first win. <laughs> And then, you know, if he wins, he, if Lando actually, you know, wins his first Formula One race, I can be like, you know, it's because I am watching. I'm his lucky charm. Because when I wasn't watching, he did not win. But now I'm watching and he does win. You know, I'm his lucky charm. Is that weird to say? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a meeting. It's a meeting. I'm sorry, guys. Anyway, the time, the results of last year's Grand Prix, we're, we're gonna talk about that. Um, I'm getting way too, way too excited. So... Like I said, George Russell P1, Lewis Hamilton P2, then we have the Ferrari boys, with Carlos Sainz being P3 and Charles Leclerc being P2. I think the four of them, they will definitely be like in that range again. Definitely all four of them in the top 10, and some of them will probably also be in the top 5. I think at least one of those four will be on the podium again. <laughs> then in P5 we had Fernando Alonso. I mean, he was with Alpine last year, and now he is with Esther Martin. 
But like the way that the Estens are currently doing, I don't think he will be there. I think he will definitely be lower. And I think if he finishes, that's also a thing, if he finishes, he will probably be around like P12, 11, maybe P10, maybe P9, but not, not in the top, not in the top 8, I think. Um, and that's if he finishes, because, you know, maybe we get another Fernando Alonso DNF, which I do not hope, because I love Nando, and he really, he really deserves to finish a race again. <laughs> then P6 and P7, we had two Red Bulls, we had Max in P6, Sergio in P7. I do believe Max will win, and I do believe Sergio will probably also be in the top 5. Um, well, actually, now I'm saying that Checo hasn't been... He hasn't been doing great the last few races. Like not actually, he hasn't been doing great the whole season. The first few races, he he really did great, and then you know, he wasn't the points all the time, most of the time, but not on the podium anymore. So, what do I think? I reckon he will probably no, definitely be in the top ten. Top five is a maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I I mean, I think he deserves it, but I also really want Lewis to get P2 in championship standings, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Next, in P8, we had Esteban Ocon, Bestie Bestie, with the Alpines, you know, like the Alpine guys, so Esteban and Pierre, I do think they... At least one of them will be in the top 10. Which one? I'll let them choose. <laughs> I'll let them fight for it. I'm not I'm not gonna say you get to be in the top 10. Um, but definitely one of them is gonna be in the top 10. And, you know, they both deserve it. So I'm not, I'm not gonna say which one I want in the top 10. Because I think they both deserve it. And yeah, it's, you know, they can fight for it. <laughs> they can choose. Um, but yeah, Alpine... Definitely top 10, or at least one of them. And I definitely, I really, 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 really hope it's gonna be the two of them. But yeah, I'm having my fingers crossed there. Um, Mr. Valtteri Bottas was in P9. That would be fun to see him there. But I may be jinx jinxing things when I say this, but I don't think he's gonna be there this year. I don't know. I mean... I think if he has a good day and he has a good race, he could finish there. I mean, we've seen both Alfa Romeos already finish in the points, so they can do it. But I think it depends on, you know, how they are feeling that day. <laughs> okay, so next in P10, we had Lance Stroll, and it's the same that I said with Fernando Alonso. If he finishes, I think it's going to be P12, 10. Uh, P12, 11, 10, 9 maybe, um, but nothing higher than that. P11 last year was Sebastian Vettel, who of course is not driving anymore, sadly enough. P12 was Zhu Guan Yu. Wow, I said that a weird way again. I don't know, I just... Somebody has to teach me how to say his name the correct way, because everybody says it in a different way. Unlike F1 TV, and now I have no idea anymore how to say it. It's the same with Charles. I mean, have you, have you guys ever listened to the way, and this is no hate to Will Buxton, but have you guys ever listened to the way that man says 
Charles Leclerc. He always says Charles, Charles Leclerc. And it's fun. It's funny when you hear it. But that's not how you say it. That's not how you say it, Will. <laughs> it's Charles. If you ask me, it's Charles. That's the most logical way, right? That's the French way to say it. So I'm guessing that's how you say it. That's how you pronounce it. Anyway, moving on. Um, Zoo. Yeah, P12. I think that's a realistic place for the Alfa Romeos to be again this year. P13, 12, 11, something like that. Next in P13, we had Mick Schumacher, who also, sadly enough, is not driving this season. Um, I'm just gonna skip over Mick because I could do, I literally could do a whole episode about Mick. Not exactly about Mick, but just like drivers that I love that have retired or are not driving right now because Mick has not retired he's just not driving right now and I do believe he will get the chance to drive again or I hope so anyway moving on from Mick because (laughs) here I go (laughs) um I mean if you do want an episode about like people that I love but that aren't driving at the moment let me know because I will definitely make one of those episodes yeah (laughs) I would do that (laughs) yeah um, moving on, like I said, P14 was for Pierre Gasly, I think this year, Pierre in the Alpine, obviously, because last year he was in the AlphaTauri, I think he could finish higher. Then we had the boat Williams, so we had Alex Albon and Nicholas Latifi, Latifi obviously not driving, um, but that's gotta be Sargent. So what I think for Williams is that it all depends on the temperature of the track, because we saw in like free practice that Alex was like putting his car in like P2 and stuff like that. And then in qualifying, he just wasn't quite there. And he said that a cooler track is what suits the Williams better than a hotter track. So yeah, I think it depends on how hot the track is going to be um, and what the weather will be like. But I mean, seeing as we're going to Brazil, I'm guessing it's probably gonna be hot there. Which I'm jealous of, by the way, because it's darn cold here in Belgium. It's really, really cold. I'm actually freezing. I'm literally freezing. Anyway, um, P17 last year, and it was the last finisher, was Yuki Tsunoda. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what the Alpha Tauri guys are gonna do. I mean, seeing that like Daniel put his car in to like B7. I mean, I do believe he could maybe do that again this weekend, but it's a sprint weekend, so that also, like, you also have to take that account. So I don't know. I really don't know what the AlphaTauri guys are gonna do. I think we just, for those, we just have to wait and see what's gonna happen. Then we had three people that DNF'd, and it was Lennon Norris, Kevin Magnussen, and Daniel Ricciardo. Both McLarens DNF'd last year. I really do not hope that they <laughs> both DNF again this year. I think, I mean, McLarens, like, they have said before that they were, like, before we were going to America and stuff like that, they said that, you know, they did not think that these um, tracks would suit their car, but somehow they do. So, I do believe that they were that they are maybe just one of them, maybe the two of them. They're gonna be up in top five again, and I'm definitely thinking one of them top three again. <laughs> yeah, I definitely 
I think that. And whether it's Lando or Oscar, I also let them choose. <laughs> not gonna not gonna interfere there. You know, like you choose. So yeah, that's actually that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you will enjoy your last sprint weekend of 2023. And yeah, I will see you guys in the next one. Bye!